new ones. My hand. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And that's how that episode began earlier before. Welcome, everyone, to Excitement Incorporated. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. And I'm Joe. Thank you for joining us today on this brilliant day of listening to podcasts, which you can catch every Monday. Every other Monday, you can listen to our topical show, When Daniel Met Rich. That one, well, we talked about pedophilia on the last episode, and it was a lot better than uh, than I thought it was going to be because we could have gone full dark. It didn't really go full dark. Not really, no. It was a really educated episode. I tried. About There's... pedophiles and people uh, exposing yes. themselves to me in Walmart bathrooms. Also, if you want to talk to us, you can go onto Facebook. You can go onto Instagram and Twitter and say, hey, boys. And we'll go, hey, you. Hi. Someone listens to our show. <laughs> so we see you. You're out there. People do it. Uh, the, the episodes are in a little, like, wacky schedule right now because... Going through the changes of the of the cast, having Joan as a regular chair, Eric's behind the computer now. We are hitting a new stride. So if you don't see an episode for here and there, you're gonna get your episodes like the Lord of the Rings catch up that I posted yesterday in lieu of a normal episode. Uh, we had a couldn't do it for the life of me episode, which <sighs> consisted of Daniel couldn't say something nice of the wit- about the Witcher three to save his life. <laughs> And the other guys couldn't say anything nice about Stadia to save well, their lives. Well, specifically you, Rich, couldn't, couldn't say that you didn't like Frozen 2 to save your life. <laughs> it was like you were... We deserve Frozone! You were brainwashed <laughs> by an alien two decades ago. They were like, if you tell anyone that you don't like Frozen and you don't immediately replace that answer with, I want a Frozone spinoff, we will kill you. <laughs> we deserve a Frozone spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if they do a Disney XD Frozone show, I'm on board. I'm more on board for that than I am Frozen 2. The answer is that Rich doesn't like Frozen stuff, okay? <laughs> Rich just doesn't like Frozen, and that's okay. And Stadia, well, that's sketchy, but we're going to still talk about that because it has to be talked about in today's just brilliant workspace of games and talking about things and being personalities and having opinions. Well, I mean, when it comes to Frozen 2, I didn't realize you were a seven-year-old girl. <laughs> How's that for an opinion? <laughs> Eat that. Well, when I ask you a question, answer it, Rich. Okay. Now, Frozone spinoff needs to happen. Why haven't we got this yet? That might come out eventually as a as an episode, but that's for then, and this is now. This is episode twenty-eight. Of excitement. We have a lot to talk this about. Starting with the announcement that Supernatural is finally ending. <laughs> With season 15. I thought they announced that at the end of season 13. No. And again at its se- the end of season 10. Yeah, I thought they, they announced it at the end of season all. 5. Is Chrissy ah. vacuuming right now? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? My wife sucks. <laughs> but yeah, no, they just announced Supernatural is finally ending. I and saw it that. usually only comes like a month or two into a season that they go, okay, we're going on for another right. one. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep going. Uh, this time, it's it's. they said, no, we're ending it. We're, we're ending it finally. I don't, I don't know. Like uh, uh, Jensen Ackles owns a brewery and bar now, I believe. I think they both do. I think they partnered up on it. They did. Of course they did. Well, I mean... <laughs> I think. I don't know. I'd have to ask my wife. She knows all the Ensign Jackals history and whatnot. Ensign Jackals. That's a funny... Thing. It makes me sad, but it also makes me determined to go back and finish the last three seasons, which is where I kind of fell off. Outside of going back and watching the Scooby-Doo episode, it was, like, really good. 
I'm midway through season seven. Are you? Oh man, cool. Well, on my initial on my initial watch, I made it about 15 minutes into the first episode of season six <laughs> and decided that I was happy ending at season five. <laughs> I my probably should have done that with season six. <laughs> after, after watching one of the boys come back from hell again. Yeah, I, that's where sec, I was for like. For the third time. You're like, okay, I guess n- nothing sacred here. Yeah. No, people just keep coming back. I, I like to just think that Sam sacrificed himself to save us from the devil, and that's where that show ended for me. Yeah, and I'm basically. Happy with that. No, that was the end of season six, right? No, that was the end of season five. That was, was the it? end of season five, yeah. Where he goes into the hole? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And, and Bean goes back. on to have his life and everything. You know? Oh, yeah. that, that's season the season one where... Fires they, off with, that's uh, one where, where Misha tells Lucifer that he's an ass butt. Yes. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it should have ended with season five. Yeah. I'm, that's I'm how cool, I felt. I'm cool with where, it's, with where it ended in mm-hmm. my head. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm okay with all of this being um, Ensign Jackal's fever dream. Because <laughs> right. his brother is stuck in the pit, so, and you know he was just kind of sitting there, broken and bleeding, and the angel never Ooh. healed him. That so oh. from here on out, this is all just Dean Winchester's fever dream as he's trying to replace ribs, or maybe he's been abducted by aliens. This is a fever dream while he's getting probed violently. Violently probed. You know what? If it ends with Agent Scully waking him up, I'm on board. <laughs> Just zoom out. It's a little girl writing fan fiction. <laughs> She's like, yeah, probe him. Probe him real good. <laughs> I, I think be- they already wrote that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Probably. Uh, you guys are also watching... A show on Netflix. There's a lot of Netflix shows to talk about. Yes, there, there are. Gosh, they are on a roll. The first of which uh, you recommended last week, and Joe has been watching. It's called Love, yeah. Death, and Robots. Yes. Was he Indeed. right? Is it good? What's oh, it's, going on? it's fantastic. If there's not, I guarantee that someone will find one of those that they resonate with and enjoy. Mm. If not, well, enjoy might not because be it's the an right anthology, way. right? It is. An it anthology. is an anthology. Yes. Um, just a bunch of different shorts, um, all kinds of animation styles, all most very interesting topics um, and discussions. Like they start crazy and they get crazier, okay. and then they end, mm-hmm. and it's great. Yeah, yeah that's, that's. Do you think that? Uh, I mean. How long are the episodes? Anywhere from five to fifteen minutes. Five yeah. to fifteen. Whoa. Yeah. How, how many episodes are there? Uh, so it sounds like a mix between 19, 18. Something like some, that. Yeah. Oh, geez. Something in the teens. Somewhere in the teens. So it sounds like a mixture of Animatrix meets Black Mirror. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Sure. sure. No, I'm down for no, that. No, no, no. Yeah. You guys said there's a lot of boobies in it. There is a lot of nudity. Is there's, it? There's quite a bit of boobs in it. Yeah. There's quite a bit of boobs. There's some schlongs. Lots of oh, well, if there's songs, then it's even. You know what I mean? Even no one can complain. I was like, you're a lot of buzz. Oh, there's oh, there's a ding dong. Okay, we're yeah. gonna keep watching. This. I mean, I I saw it as kind of just the modern day heavy metal. Yeah, that's also oh great. Really? Okay, yeah, a no. great description of it. So if you ever watched the '80s cartoon animated movie Heavy Metal, watch Love, Death, and Robots because that's this is the updated version. Okay, and okay. it's much better. Well, we just finished the Umbrella Academy, so nice. <laughs> well, we're going to move on to that. All right. Did you watch the Umbrella Academy? Yet? I still have only seen the first episode. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, to end on Love, Death, and Robots, though, there's yes. one in there called um, Beyond the Aquila Rift. Yes. That, that is, one is fantastic. Then watch Event Horizon. 
Okay. Event oh. Horizon is like that premise stretched out into a Lovecraft horror story. Love it. Wait. Love it. Oh, okay. So like Event Horizon is so you think they took that from this or like is no, it very no, possible no. That, that, that I mean it that probably influenced sorry Joe. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. It probably did influence it. Um, no, was it your favorite episode? Because if there's like nineteen probably, or twenty. That probably was my favorite episode. I mean, it's just crazy because there's like one about like space farmers that'll make you cry. Oh God! Um, yeah, there's like, one about three robots that'll make you laugh. Yeah, hmm. there's one about yogurt taking over the world that'll make you really chuckle. I'm down. Yeah, geez, now this, this is just totally worth mm-hmm. watching now. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Mm-hmm. But but do we have time to start any more shows before Game of Thrones? <laughs> well, honestly, because of the way this is, you can. It's like I've got 15 minutes to kill before work. Let me watch. See, this one. is perfect because most of the time I just look at the clock. And I look at my wife, and I'm like, "Do we have enough time to like even like sneak one in? I'm gonna fall asleep or like whatever." Okay, no, this sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. It took us like a week and a half to get through Umbrella Academy, which does not. You were 100 percent right, Rich. It does not. If you can't binge it, I just it's hard to care. Right. <laughs> Going in between episodes, it's it's tough because like the you understand the relationship between the characters. They don't. I feel like they don't blend as well as you want them to. Now that being said, it's still a wonderful show. Like, it's really good. The fact that I wasn't binging it made it really hard for me to care mm-hmm. about what was going on on the in-between because uh, the, the general the general plot is that there's an imposing uh, – one of the one of the Umbrella Academy, which is, like, just a messed up adopted kid's X-Men, uh, one of them goes into the future, sees the world destroyed, comes back, says we need to rescue the world. And they're like, oh, yeah, funny, because they're, like, a disjointed, dysfunctional family. And it's this really interesting allegory of like you need to love yourself before you can love anyone else that kind of brings them together but pulls them apart at the same time where it's this thing of we really need to be around each other but we don't want to be around each other because yeah. y'all's is nuts and we're not friends. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It's a dysfunctional family drama with superpowers. Dope. Essentially. Yeah. All right. Basically. It made, it made me really want to go and like read I did the comments. want to finish it in the fact that they have Nathan from Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it just steals it. Yeah, yeah, the acting in this is like superb. Yeah, absolutely superb. Not every other, not every character. I mean, there's only you know Mary J. Blige is in there because Mary J. Blige can do whatever she wants. Okay, (laughs) Uh, being an assassin, I was just kind of like, she's rough to watch. But see, I was I was hooked when um, Tiffany's. I think we're alone now. Was Mm -hmm. playing in the Mm -hmm. first episode. They were all dancing. They're all dancing separately. Yes. They're all in there, you know, scattered to the winds in this house, and mm-hmm. they hear it playing, and they're all just dancing. It was, yes. I was like, this is fun. I, I like this. I was I'm in, I'm on board. in the first episode when uh, the the young man who, like, I straight third rock from the sun vibes here, the boy that goes to the future also grows up in the future. But when he comes back, he ages back to, to him, himself when he left, which was, like, 10, 15 years before he comes back. So when he comes back, all of his siblings are grown up. He's been alive for 56 years right. <laughs> and he comes back and they're after him and he uh, just the acting there is really good. And of course, Robert Sheehan is fun to watch in most anything except Mortal Engines. He was it, Mortal Engines. Um, like, <laughs> I enjoyed Mortal Engines. I, I did too. I did too. It was a good looking movie. And they it, was, come- <laughs> it was beautiful. It was a beautiful movie. <laughs> Uh, just the yeah the kid that's the time traveler I love watching little kids play old men and have attitudes and old men attitudes like it's just oh, so yeah. fun 
um, kind of like Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing the senior officer in in Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, which is always the best. Same reason I like seeing John Lithgow in anything. Right. It was you know I think John Lithgow and Robert Sheehan need to do a movie together. I I would watch that movie. Exactly. I would watch that movie hard. I don't even care what it's about. I'd watch it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it could be the movie title could be John Lithgow. And Robert Sheehan, I know, hanging out. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pet Cemetery is coming out really soon. Yes, I saw another That's trailer for that. Friday. That was oh, jeez, Friday. With Friday. Same as Shazam, though. Right? Yes, guys, I got tickets to a screening of Shazam, and it starts in an hour. I'm so mad. Sorry, <laughs> I'm seeing it Friday. <laughs> Me too. Don't worry, we're all gonna see it. Um, I've, I've decided. But to yeah, sp- I'll have to. I'll have to watch. Umbrella Academy. I'll have to get caught up. Yeah. It's definitely on the list, um, but right now getting caught up on Game of Thrones is kind of oh, higher imperative. up on my list. Yeah, because that's mm-hmm. in two weeks. Well, I am caught up. I just refreshing on the last season. Mm. Right. Yummy. Before we hop in. Yeah, that last season. I just, oh, man. I'm going to be very drunk every Sunday for the next, for the foreseeable future. Well, it's going to be <laughs> rough. All these teasers, they're just like throwing out just these catastrophic looking teasers like the recent the ones that they released today is winterfell and snowy ruins you can see brand's will wheelchair needle in the snow you can see long claw in the snow and then the the night king standing outside the gates in the background <laughs> and i'm just like yeah they're messing with us oh my gosh you're messing with us so hard oh yeah i i can't even like i've never gone into a final season of a show feeling so detrimentally like everyone is a goner. <laughs> yeah. Like the dire situation of things coming to a head in this is like, oh man, the hype is so real. The realist. Yeah. I haven't felt this hyped since uh, episode seven, the weeks before that came out. Of all the things coming here in the next three months. Okay. This one hasn't been the most hyped. Right. The end of Game of Thrones is, I'm just like. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to go between that and Detective Pikachu personally. Because <laughs> Detective Pikachu just looks too good. It does. Yes. It, I mean, if that one picture you sent all of us, and you said you had, you can only pick one. If Game of Thrones had been in there, it might have been a contest. Duly noted. Okay, fair enough. Because I asked you guys which ones you would pick. Where there's John Wick, Star Wars Episode Nine. Joe picked Star Wars Episode Nine. I did. And we'll if talk I, about if that. If I had to pick one, oh, okay. <laughs> which makes sense. Uh, you wanted to talk about Big Mouth, Rich. Joe? Big Mouth is. Big Mouth is really good. It's <laughs> Continue. Well, well, the wife and I finished um, all of Big Mouth last night. She was behind quite a bit, and I still had to get through uh, Valentine's Day episode and everything, but we finally got caught up on all of it. That show's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could replace my health class. <laughs> from when I was an adolescent. I think that's the point. And I would probably be 10 times more educated than I was in that damn class. <laughs> so I gotta tell you. Oh my right? God. <laughs> just like, and all the lines from that show, just like, I'm a dirty mons pusher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I mean, dick in the warm. <laughs> just, oh my God. That, all of the, it's, it's fantastic. I love the hormone monsters, especially. Oh, they yeah. are the best part. Definitely. They are. Like, that and the ghost of, uh, Eric, uh, Ooh, who's the jazz musician? That's in oh, the, that's oh, Duke Ellington. Duke, Duke Ellington. Ellington. Thank you. Who thinks Forced of that as a Jordan character? Peele. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
This show is full of segues. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> no, we should have got to that. But the hormone monsters are like, uh, they definitely, do, who does Nick, who's the star of that? Nick something. Nick Kroll is Nick the Kroll, thank you. creator, writer. And like six of yeah. the voices. Yeah, yeah. How smart can you be to make a show about this? I mean, they're called Big Mouths, but it, like the show is completely about puberty. Mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. about puberty. I'm glad that he was able to focus in on that because usually puberty is just kind of like a side joke yeah. in a show where they'll like they'll kind of uh, joke about it around it. Like, oh, he's going through puberty. Don't worry about him. Okay, back to the story and jokes about farting yeah. right. and uh, slapstick comedy. But this one, like just straight about puberty, including the hormone monsters, which are... Hilarious. I love when he's, it was in the first season, because I've only watched the first season, when they're having a sleepover, and the the guy on the floor he's visiting, he's like, I really want to masturbate right now. And he's like, I'm not going to. And then it just like opens the shot a little wider, and the hormone monster's like, hey, (laughs) he's not waking up, buddy. (laughs) You do what you want. And and then that same episode, he sees his buddy like dressing the next day, and he's like, when did you get pubes? (laughs) He's all jealous and mad. He's like, I saw Andrew's <laughs> penis. It was way bigger than mine. Yes. <laughs> Rich, oh, man. what is the OA about? The OA is about also four Netflix episodes. Show. Netflix roughly an hour long each. It's, uh, okay. No. You started this, watching this too, right, Joe? No? Okay. No. Tell you, Rich. This show is a, well, it's a mind screw pretty much. Because the wife watched the first season of it, and she was like, "She was like, I watched that first season, and I and the second season's coming out soon." And I was like, "Okay, I haven't watched it yet. What's it about?" She goes, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, it's about right. So then I watched it. I watched the first Eric, season. Have you, of Eric, it. have you watched this? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. One and two. Well, yeah. Uh, turn on Eric Vision and hop it. <laughs> so, well, no, when anybody asks you, so what's the OA about? It's just like. I don't know how to answer that question. Uh-huh. It's without like just going the full bore on it. Pretty much what it is is there's this girl that vanished from her hometown. And the show starts with video footage of her jumping off of a bridge. So, the, and this is just a cell phone cam, you know, kid in the back seat. And he's like, oh, mom, there's a girl on the bridge. And there she goes. so it opens with that and then it goes to the hospital where she is and they're asking her all these questions and she's like I don't know anything really and then this woman in like the middle of Michigan gets a phone call turns on that says like turn on the news and she's like okay I'll turn it on and she turns on oh my god she rushes to the hospital and this girl that remembers nothing they, she takes this girl's hand and runs it over her face, and the girl goes, "Mom." Turns out this girl was blind before she jumped off the bridge. Oh, and now she can see. So there's this whole media sensation thing. There's it's this whole media sensation thing, and uh, she's not telling anyone what happened to her. She's been gone for seven and a half years. She's revealing nothing to anyone, and then she sees, like, this kid, this neighborhood jackass, essentially, mm-hmm. doing something, and then she enlists his help to get internet and says, I need five people to help me. They have to be as strong and flexible as you. 
this all first episode? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So when she gathers these five people, well, he she tasks him with gathering five people, and he's like, I no, I can't do it. I can't. He's like, I'm a loser. No one likes me. Pretty much. I'm a jerk. Kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so she posts a video on YouTube, just like this close-up video of her eye, and is like, I need help. Anyone who sees this, and you know, it's like this really impassioned video, and turns out five people see it, and well, so they show up at the time and according time and day and everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she starts telling them her story. Okay. Turns out she had a near-death experience when she was a child. When she was blind? Or did she go blind as a result? She went blind as a result. Okay. So she she like was the daughter of a Russian oligarch, and they were targeted by the mob. So the mob hit her, trying to hit her dad, and oh. she was the only survivor, but she was blind after that. Interesting. So her dad sends her to America and into a school for the blind in America, yeah. pretty much to kind of put her in hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, she eventually gets adopted because he drops off the face of the earth and no money is rolling. This in is also. all first episode. I think this is like second episode. Okay, we're point. going too far. Okay. <laughs> I am interested. Okay. I will no, watch like, it. I'm in too. Like, what is? Yeah. What does O and A stand for? Original Angel. It was oh. Okay. It, right, it gets it goes into a deep deep dive about near death experiences. Okay, that's where. Right. So is it? So it's kind of like got a religious tone to it. No, no, not even. Well, slightly. she was blind and then she could see. Mm-hmm. I thought she got Jesus and came nope. back. Okay. No, I mean I no, thought she took no a dive getting, off that bridge and then Jesus rose up like Superman, just holding her. No, no getting it. Jesus in this. No though. Jesus on the hood of the, the DeLorean. Like no. it was, well, she's on the DeLorean. Jesus is driving. I'm sure Jesus is in there somewhere, but he didn't take the wheel or anything. Okay. So all right, or she's a devil because the well, original angel. As I'm not, I mean, no, it, no, no. It, mm, <laughs> tell you what, watch the OA. Okay, all right, all right, <laughs> then all right. you tell me what it's about because yeah, without doing this deep, deep. Description. There's. It's one of those shows that we could probably have a catch up on. Right. Oh God, yes. I'm assuming. Okay. Yep. Oh my okay, God. Cool. Yeah. Duly noted. Duly noted. Yeah. That could be its own weekly we'll, thing, just discussing we'll all okay, we'll of the possibilities behind it. Mm-hmm. If you like sci-fi or time travel, you'll probably like it. Okay, right up our alley then. Yep. Down. Mm-hmm. After I see Altered Carbon. I gotta watch that too. And I know it, look, it, just, it looks so good. It does. It looks it really amazing. Does. I just haven't what, watched it yet. What I've been watching on my own personally, I might watch OA on my own. It's really hard to line up uh, as my wife's in the final weeks of nursing school. Her schedule is getting literally crazy. Like she's gonna start working overnights here soon. Um, but the uh, uh, thing that I've been watching is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I've been watching it in, in spaces over time, and I'm getting towards the end of the series, and Brotherhood is getting really good. Like, really, really, really good. Now, I started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood okay. on my own. Yes. It looks like it's the Full Metal Alchemist original run that I watched on Cartoon Network. Half of the okay. first season is, yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's basically uh, closer to... The manga version. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to where the anime went yeah. eventually. Okay. 
it, so they get through the most important of that stuff. So like, as opposed to like in the original series, I think it takes like 12 episodes to get to play with me, Edward. And, <laughs> but it only takes like three or four episodes to get to that in, in Brotherhood. So it gets rolling real quick and then they do completely different things and they explore the map quite a bit. So uh, they, they, in the third season, went straight north to like the snowy area. Um, and they expand on characters in the way that's more uh, strictly to the manga because the original anime got ahead of the manga. And so they just finished it the way they wanted to. So I, I uh, in the original, for instance, um, Lust, who's like basically you think she's this like gigantic primary character when you're watching um, the first Full Metal Alchemist, and she is, but she's completely eradicated by the end of the second season in Brotherhood which is really a minor spoiler compared to everything they throw at you in the rest of the show, which is, oh man, it gets deep. Um, and it looks great because it's widescreen. It's, you know, because it's, it's newer. So when they made Full Metal Alchemist, it was made in a 4-3 aspect ratio for your tube TVs. Right. Now the newer one, it delves deeper into it. And I was watching an episode yesterday and I was like, if I don't turn this off, I'm not going to get any sleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I had to, so it, the end and the payoff is actually turning out really, really good, despite the fact that it was kind of a rough start. Okay. Right. Just watching the same show again. Okay. So stick with it, is what you're saying. Uh, 100%. Okay. Stick, stick right. with it. All the characters are actually compelling. There's not too many sidetracks. Um, oh, I found the uh, when I was watching it on Cartoon Network, and I watched like the full, whatever, five, six seasons that they same. had on there. Same. Yep. Yep. And I was... I was on board the entire way. I was just like, oh, my yeah. God. Well, that and like, when you watch it that long ago, it's like now that it's been that long, I bet you could watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and be like. Yeah. Fully said. OK, I'll have to try it. I've just tried to start Brotherhood maybe three or four times mm-hmm. and never got more than a couple episodes in. So I'll have to I'll have to stick to it and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. So good. All right. Some some twists and turns there where they like I feel like the when they made the first series that the authors of the manga and artists didn't tell the show where where like as opposed to Game of Thrones where they have, you know, the clear strokes of what's supposed to happen. Um, I feel like when they made the original show, they didn't get that at all. So they kind of had to do some guesswork. So when they sneak in new homunculus that are actually characters you've seen, it's mind blowing. It's twists and turns that like I was like, holy. So they're doing that. And that actually is way better than the first series. Okay. <laughs> okay. Way more clever. Way more right. cooler. Right. Um, well, because I remember minor spoilers for the original run mm-hmm. of Full Metal Alchemist. But mm-hmm. just the when you find out who Pride was. Yes. Like yeah. that was a mind blowing moment. Yes. Very much um, so. so, yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to give that's it a watch. in the beginning of season two. Like it's nothing. Oh, man. Oh, that man. Was like, okay. That was like a last like, four episodes yes. reveal on the uh-huh. original run. That's right. awesome. Yeah. No, basically. Way to sell it. Yep. Uh, we Consider it sold. saw, me and Rich saw us, Jordan Peele's second horror thriller flick. We're not going to go into spoilers here because not all of us have seen it or get out. Not, I'm not telling you to get out. I'm telling out. someone else to get out here because right. I haven't seen Get Out. This is an absolute shame. I've this is he's it. rewinding backwards. We're gonna have to actually, censor those. Get I out the black bars later, twice. Eric. Oh, you saw <laughs> us twice. I did. Oh yeah. man, I saw it Thursday that's, at a pre-release, and then I saw it the following Friday. And as that's well. the cool thing about watching this movie, like Get Out and Us. You totally get. Uh, it's a whole new experience watching it a second time. That's the cool thing about these movies okay. is seeing things as they're spelled out. Because, uh, for instance, in Get Out, 
from the beginning, something you think is just like a little small thing is huge, huge, and you're like, oh, 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 that. (laughs) 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 And you'll know when you watch it. You'll be like, damn. And it's so cool. That's why Jordan Peele is very, very good and clever. It's just slapping you in the face with the story mm-hmm. as you're wa- in the first five minutes, just slapping you yeah. and slapping you. Us wasn't as good as Get Out, but Us was still really good. Us really, was really good, really, really good. It was, it was spectacular. The last five minutes just cuff you around the head, ears, and neck. Just you're like, oh my god. Yeah. I unfortunately like being a critic and uh, undiscovered screenwriter Ron Howard. I'm waiting. Um, is <laughs> I, was, I was watching Andrew Griffith Griffith show at my uh, uh, at my at my in laws the sorry, other day. Were you, what were you watching? I was watching the Andy Griffith show. Okay, at my in laws the other day. Yeah, that one. One, I know, yeah, I know. And I was watching Fish it, and, like, and little little Ron Howard comes on the screen, and I was like, "Oh, there he is! I wonder if this is how he feels when he watches our show on YouTube." <laughs> <laughs> let us know, Ron. <laughs> Let's let us know. He's gonna get a restraining order. <laughs> I would celebrate though if you noticed me at all, even if it was a restraining order. So we're watching us, and <laughs> he knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, basically. But um, y- you were talking about like I being a. Uh, I kind of saw the twist coming at the end. I had thoughts as I was going through it, and that's the thing that sucks. That's why I try to experience movies as much as I can when I'm watching them the first time. Like, when I got out of The Last Jedi the first time, I wasn't, like, upset with what I saw until the end of it. I enjoyed the entire ride, and then I was like, well, why don't I feel happier about what I saw? And then I had to think about it and go deep into my own mind to go, well, what can I redeem from this? And that's kind of what I did with Us. Um, but I, not that I didn't like it. it. It was still, you know, they spell it out, which might be why it was, you know, better critically received, but I digress. Watching it a second time. Yes. Is like watching an entirely different movie. I bet. It, it's there's, I mean this, there's one scene near the beginning where they, the family is sitting at a table and they're eating, they're sharing a meal and mm-hmm. everybody has fast food except for the mom. And she has fresh fruit. She has strawberries sitting in front of her. And she's taking a strawberry. And this strawberry is maybe, maybe like that big, you know, maybe half dollar size. She seriously takes like seven or eight bites to eat this thing. And I'm like, how how do you take so many bites of a strawberry without just going? Arr, arr. By the end, you get it. You know why that's happening. And it's just very everything Every step of the way is very, very deliberate. All right. It's everything he does is like so methodical and it's and it's really, really wonderful. And including theories, I mean, there are people trying to tie it into get out, which kind of makes sense. And there's people that are trying to uh uh there's some underlying theories that you're just sitting here going, Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's it's the I think the best part about Jordan Peele's films is that there's like you can have conversations and conversations and conversations afterwards about what he meant to do. I feel like this has a lot of plot holes in relation. Oh yeah. To that that it, he doesn't literally spell everything out, but this movie is also much larger in scope than Get Out. He was able to shoot Get Out with a small cast on a plantation. Right. Easy. Just found a, a an empty house in North Carolina and shot this whole movie and did great. Um, this new one, 
he had to get Santa Cruz Beach. He had to, it was a, it was a lot more. But, yeah, it was um, involved. And it has a major change in tone in the middle of the film that I was not expecting <laughs> at all. At all. Are we talking like from dusk till dawn kind of change in tone? Actually, or? not as severe. Not as severe. Close. But close. close. Okay. All close. right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just kind of. That's actually really not far off. It's really not far off. Okay. All right. It's really all not. Right. Which is crazy because when you watch the previews for us, you're like, wow, this movie looks like a harrowing experience before you even watch it. <laughs> now, I did have some fun with it. Did you? Because the first time I went to see it with the wife, you know, we're sitting in the theater waiting for it to start. And there's, you know, a row of seats in front of us with like obnoxious teens or somebody was being obnoxious. I can't remember who it was. The wife was getting irritated. And I was like, mm-hmm. honey, relax. We're not here for them. <laughs> We're here for us. <laughs> thank you. That's so funny. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank I really you. wish I was thank aware you. of hereditary being as good as it was um, before. Like I, I had uh, not seen it in theaters because I would have went back into theaters and waiting for it. To get quiet and just <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, I would have, I would. You still haven't watched that yet, have I you? Haven't yet. You're not a movie person, I'm sorry, but I, it's it's hard. Yeah, I've ruined so many horror movies in the theater. Not that I'm segueing, so. but you have been playing a lot of Sekiro, so <laughs> I yeah. bet. Yeah, we'll get to that though. What's more important? Do we want to talk about trailers first, or do we want to talk about the Star Wars Nine Week first? What do I have it in order of? I have trailer time first. We can talk about trailers for a second. Trailer time. And then we can get deep into Star Wars. So uh, Endgame has been releasing like tidbits and tidbits and tidbits. Today, the tickets went on sale and yes. already set a record for pre-sale tickets. And destroyed the internet. Yes, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, at least it was like they tried to make a, a, a line, a list. What is the word I'm looking for? Queue. A queue. Thank you. They made a queue on Fandango because, well, they learned very quickly with Star Wars that their site will crash. They do get enough traffic. Mm-hmm. So they had the queue line. Um, I went into it and I waited and I waited and then we set up the computer in here and it was ready. <laughs> so I waited for about eight hours and then when I got in, all the tickets were sold out. So I might have to pick one of the edge seats. <laughs> Just watch it. Um, my wife already falls asleep. Sarah already falls asleep during like the first Avengers. She fell asleep during the runtime <laughs> for Avengers Endgame is three hours and two minutes. Yeah. This is not, I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to go. I, she doesn't blame me anymore for going to see it. I'm just like, baby, just, uh, you come and you. It's. I'm not paying for nap time, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm contemplating the Marvel-thon. Oh, gosh. The $1,000 Marvel-thon? I'm contemplating it. Is it 1000 It's There's $1,000. For what is it? Oh, contemplation's over. I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. No, it's not for. It's not. Oh, no, 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 no. 44 no, no. This is, hours straight. Yes. It is a you don't straight have to pay. marathon. He doesn't know what you're talking about. Tell him because I saw oh. you share this on Facebook. No. Oh, um, there is. I don't know what cable company. It might be Comcast. Who knows? But they are paying if you are willing to watch all of the Marvel movies sans Captain Marvel in a row in the theaters and live tweet your experience. It has to be in one sitting. It has to be it's for it's like 44 mm-hmm. hours of Marvel movies and they'll pay you to do it as long as you're live tweeting the whole time. Here's what we do, Rich. We sign up, okay? We go in, we get comfortable. M- my wife n- nursing school comes in. She sets us up 
uh, why can't I think of words IVs. right now? Thank you. Catheter. Not, thank you. Catheters. Yes, she'll set us up catheters. And IVs, then you don't have to drink. Exactly. Either. Yeah, we don't, need to, get, we don't need to get up for drinks. <laughs> we don't need to get up to use the restroom unless we poop. In which we'll cut b- holes into the bottle. We will demand those like oh, well, can, bring can, bring in, too. can I bring in yeah. snacks in a five gallon yeah. bucket with like, you know, the seat yes. on it? I need everyone coming in to sign a waiver not to sue me for exposing myself when I use the restroom. <laughs> Man, I could have sued that guy at Walmart for so much. I mean, I think it would be fun to get on Twitter and be like, I pooped the whole hashtag Marvelthon. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the the draw, though, is they want you live tweeting the whole experience. But they will pay you. But you have to, I believe there are stipulations like you have to stay awake that entire time. There has to be like a minimum of like two or three tweets a movie. There's like, there's quite a few stipulations. No one is staying awake for Thor the Dark World. They know that. So, I mean, whatever. Who needs It'd be a, thousand? a challenge for me to stay awake for Incredible Hulk. Yes, that one is also Incredible Hulk was fine. You take that back. Okay, they're much worse Marvel. Okay, I, I, all, I, I'm not no, saying no, it's look, bad. Here's the deal. Just I'm because saying... it was Edward Norton doesn't mean, and yes, they, could they have picked a shrimpier guy to play the Hulk? No. <laughs> Edward Norton might have issue, like bulimia, okay? But I'm not... Anyways. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the Incredible Hulk. And he fought I, Abomination? I'm fine with that entire movie. I'm also fine sleeping through it in a Marvel-thon. <laughs> you got to pick your You've nap gotta times. You got to pick your nap times. <laughs> well, it's the second movie in the process, so. Then you'll be rested up for the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> just wait, wait for 44. No, you and take then, your set. You sleep for the second time for Thor Dark World. I mean, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just sleep whenever Liv Tyler's on camera. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> like, um, I, I I have nothing against Liv Tyler, so I mean that's okay. Like I'm, I don't really have anything against her. I just don't have anything for her either. Loving an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so, I so wish I could have got trailers. my career off an Aerosmith. Being cool, yeah, I get it. Um, from Steve Tyler, looking like a woman, sounding like a man. Um, now here's the deal. I wonder if Liv Tyler sings and sounds. Oh like my a- gosh. That's like a man too. Why did I do this? Why did I? Why did I? Why did I open this can? I'm cutting loose. I'm cutting loose. Anyway. Okay, I'm sorry. No. End game trailers. End game trailers. We're hyping over End Game. Now, what what I've been enjoying online is the combination of John Wick three and End Game trailers. You have been sharing us pictures, yes. Where it's like Avenger yes. drops out, and it's, and, and it's, it's John Wick, Wick in, in the spacesuit, in the space, an yeah. Avenger spacesuit. Oh it's gosh. like, yeah, that the movie's already over. If his puppy was in that dusting, it, it's done. It's true. I am kind of sad that Captain Marvel. So they released another. Did you guys see the trailer that they released today? No. Um, with the thing, I won't say everything, but we already saw they were going to space, right? Yes. And we didn't see Captain Marvel in that shot yet, though. So I was like, cool. They're gonna be like, oh, we're gonna get in the Milano, and we'll catch you guys later. What is the new one? The Benatar. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because they crashed the the Milano in mm-hmm. in uh, volume two. Uh. But they get they're all uh in this sh- uh in the this trailer. I'll let you guys watch it for yourself because there are spoilery things there, and but there is a shot of them all in the Benatar and Captain Marvel is in shotgun and that made me sad because what I was really looking forward 
to them doing was like all the Avengers like sl- slow motion walking in their spacesuits, and it's like two weeks later they get there, and Captain Marvel's like, "I've been here for two weeks." It was like I I actually like left and came back. Like I got an extra mission done. Um, also Thanos is dead, and all your friends are back to life. So like whenever you guys want to like, <laughs> you guys can go home. Nice. I'm yeah. just saying, <laughs> Captain Marvel's too cool. I, I think it'd be great if they were all like in the in the, on the slow walk. They're all in the yeah. space suits and rockets and a pet carrier. As mediocre. As <laughs> ca- we didn't Captain talk America's about like stay there. I forgot to talk about. We all saw Captain Marvel. Yes. Did yes. you see it, Eric? Yep, sure did. Okay, so we all saw Captain Marvel. What did you like? What did you guys think of Captain Marvel? I thought it was a pretty like paint by numbers Marvel plus '90s nostalgia that was really good. I loved it. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, it a, on a level I enjoyed Ant-Man. It was cool that they didn't uh, sexualize her once or turn her into Absolutely. a sexual Absolutely. That once. was probably the best yeah. handling of that. I like, I mean. She's a total badass. <laughs> she really is. Uh, when The biggest thing, here's the craziest part about watching that movie is in the beginning when she's uh, escaping from a situation and she's fighting a bunch of squirrels. In a hallway. I'm just watching her, like, just, like, beat the ever-loving crap. A lot more like Captain America. No flying kicks, no grappling, no low-cut V-neck. Mm-hmm. No long curls. She's just... No heels. No heels. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like, and I was watching this, and I was just like, wow, this is literally the first time in 22 movies. 21? I don't know which one this is. 21 movies <laughs> that they've allowed a girl to just fight without having some kind of, like sexual object objectification to her wow this is one of the only movies i can think of that passes the bechdel test and passes it with flying colors i mean they could have cast a they could have cast anyone a guy girl anyone in the captain marvel role and it would have changed nothing yep it it was yeah yeah basically good stuff so uh yeah they they released a new endgame trailer this morning when the tickets went on sale and it uh i mean the trailer itself is already like it's got the major hype moments you're looking for so uh if you just want to experience those like shutter inducing moments completely on your own just don't watch this latest trailer just don't okay all right so i'm cool with that lots of fun with that i I was almost brought to tears does it confirm the hulk theory no No. what is the hulk theory tell us the the hulk oh the the theory floating around online about infinity war and why hulk doesn't show back up Uh is because bruce banner is actually loki in disguise Ooh, that's cool and that's why he doesn't hulk out he just does the new and then Mm. because that's the limit of loki's I'd be a good way to set up for the Loki TV show they're about to do on Disney Plus, Disney Go. I forgot what they're calling that. Holy crap, before I forget, because I didn't write it down, did you guys see the picture of Taika Waititi on Twitter? Go ahead nope. and uh, open up a new tab for us real quick. I, wanna, I want us to look at this image. Uh, John Kiwi Favreau. Kiwi Twitter. Twitter. Kiwi Twitter. <laughs> uh, John Favreau. It's okay. F A V R E A. No space Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Open that up. Uh, do the second one. Yep. Click that two to open. 
do some uh, scroll a little bit more. Keep going. Keep going. I don't think he posts that much, so we're going to see this sooner than later. There is a picture that we're looking for. Mm. It's going to be a picture of Taika Waititi, our favorite Kiwi. We're going to have to look into whether or not that's PC to say. And Wow, just a bunch of political stuff. I was not expecting this. Uh, yeah, he's pretty political. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> New thing. New thing. Just click into the Google bar for me. <laughs> T-A-I-K-A. Space Waititi. There you go. There it Top is. Top one. Go to images. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, we're going to have to type one more thing into the into the search bar. Space. IG. Welcome to the most researched podcast on the internet. Basically. Nope, go back a couple. That was, we want IG 88. Click that second one. Boom. There, click that. Done. Click that. That click. Um, the fourth picture at the very end, very top. Two more over. Click that. This is from John Favreau. Taika Waititi is voicing IG-88. <laughs> the bounty hunter that remained speechless for one shot in Empire Strikes Back. That has inspired so many things. On the so, so many things. I remember fighting IG-88 on the trash planet in Shadows of the Empire. Yes. <laughs> Dash Rendar. Oh, Dash. See, I, I remember IG-88 in the uh, Robot Chicken Star Wars special yeah. where Darth Vader is going down the line of bounty hunters and explaining what he wants. And he's looking at IG-88 and he's like, is this guy even awake? paying attention and it goes to the thought bubble and it's him dribbling a basketball and going up and slamming it to just raucous applause. <laughs> now I'm imagining Taika Waititi's voice behind that. I know. Stop it! I know. Yes. I wonder if he just asked to do that because they can just basically like, it's, it's funny to watch these people that are also like directors and writers and then also doing their own talent stuff to watch them go in and just like, I wonder if he was just like, Hey John, could I uh, could I voice IG eighty eight? Like, please. <laughs> yeah, sure. Come on. No, in. I'm Let's sure. I'm sure John was sitting there watching mm-hmm. uh, what we do in the shadows and was like, yeah. "I need to see if this guy would be interested in voicing IG eighty uh, eight. That too. That's <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, I'm making the Star Wars show," and Taika yeah. was just like, "Yeah, okay, well, no, whatever. I will Taika, do that." Taika directs some of the episodes. Along with, oh, okay. with Bryce da- Dallas Howard, uh, daughter of my good friend Ron Howard. Um, they're both directing. I should just get a voicing role on there. Who would I voice? I want to be Jabba the Hutt's son. And then I want them to, like, chipmunk eyes my voice. Like, like that. That's going to be my starring role in Star Wars. Eventually. Just kidding. I want to be a Jedi. Now. I want to be an astromech droid. That was. <laughs> R2-D2 was the filthiest character in Star Wars. I know. Every line was bleeped. I know. Every line was bleeped. I know. Well, we're talking about Star Wars. Let's talk about it because it's sitting here right now. And we'll go back to trailers in a second. But we're looking at right now uh, leaked imagery from Star Wars Episode Nine. Awesome. Uh, go ahead and take us to screen share. I cannot wait to be disappointed by this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's going to kill you. Now, <laughs> if we're, uh, we're looking at the imagery right now, there's a lot to take in. Like, a lot. Some people now. Mark Hamill said that a uh, super fan 
Photoshop the crap out of this image. I think that's a lie um, because a lot of this lines up with rumors that came out beforehand. Um, but then I also look at some of the, there's also imagery here that like you just can't, you just can't Photoshop between the hair, between the outfits. Um, they just line up a little too well. And then the poses. Generally, a Photoshopper will take poses that they've seen before and then change that. I don't see that here. I think it's a lot different. But let's talk about the imagery here. Joe, take this in. What do you think? And you have seen it before. You yes, have looked have. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Real? Fake? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think I think parts of it may be real. Um, Mark Hamill Hamill is also a notorious troll. He really is. So he really it, is. it could it could go either way. You know, either way, either way. I'm excited for the movie. Like frankly, they could not release a single thing of pre-release footage, anything, and I'd go watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, what I'm taking in from all of this personally is just the biggest things is that a it looks like there's three factions because we've got red stormtroopers on the bottom, but we also have a line of white stormtroopers on the opposite side of the Knights of Ren, which are next to Kylo Ren, who seemingly fixed his helmet. It is still shattered, but it has lines of red in it. Right? This tells me that there's three factions, which I kind of expected. I don't think General Hux is going to want to be Kylo Ren's uh, lackey in the next flick. I really don't think so. I could totally see there being three factions. And that would be so cool. <laughs> that would be a new way to diversify Star Wars and not have it be the same old movie again. Another thing to take in is at the very top, in the background, you can see uh, lit in um, 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 cloud city lighting, which is also from the Bespin fight where Luke lost his hand. It's true. Found out that uh, Darth Vader was his father. I don't know why they're trying so desperately to tie this in if it doesn't matter about Rey's lineage, about her flashback. I feel like there's something she didn't garner for her flashback if they're going to tie into that that vision she had in any shape or fashion. I, other than her seeing the pathway of that lightsaber and where it goes. She also apparently has fixed. I was really hoping it would end up as a double lightsaber. Still could. I don't know. I feel like if she had a double lightsaber to you, though, she would whoop the crap out of Kylo Ren. It's very possible. Now, Rich, I'm I'm sure you are dying to point something out. <laughs> I'm saying this. I'm 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 thinking this is fake. Okay. And mainly for the things you pointed out. Okay. And I would lean that way as well because BB eight. Is mm-hmm. not is just kind of floating. Yeah. Um, R two isn't anywhere to be seen either. That's right. true. There's and no neither R2. is Lando. Yeah. Yeah. If we've seen Lando in the, we know that we're getting some Colt forty five in this next one. Yeah. Okay. Colt so forty five. He's reaching into so, the cooler in the mm-hmm. middle console of the Falcon. I could use a little Colt forty five more liquor. <laughs> just so they'll the, just do that in the middle of the film too. It'll yeah. just be a Colt forty five, like a blatant fourth wall breaking advertisement. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Um, so BB-8 just floating out there okay. and there's no corresponding, the only thing on the other side corresponding would be the mm-hmm. Millennium Falcon, which does not make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so there it's kind of lopsided and yeah. that's typically not what you see in Star Wars teaser art. No. 
Um, um, if you look at the, the, the first official poster for uh, The Force Awakens, Ben and Ray's uh, staff and lightsaber line up perfectly mm-hmm. along each other is something that I noticed in terms of imagery. And then looking at this as well, and I think if uh, we were to look at the character slides, which I think is in the next tab, Eric, if you want to open that up real quick. Um, okay, so Ray's image, there's a duplicate of her. If we can get two images... It's a lot more spot on, in my opinion, of the the idea of it not being photoshopped. Go over one more for us. Um, now, say just these leaked, right? If mm-hmm. we just have an image of this, we go back to the poster with Poe Dameron shaped like this, um, posed like this, I mean to say. If we go back to the poster, Eric, he looks the exact same, almost. Right. Actually, it looks like he's just posed just a little differently right here. But to me, that kind of says that this could have been someone found the character sheets and then put them in together with right. the other ones. And this could be early concept art yeah. as well. And exactly. it, we're looking at an incomplete thing. Because, frankly, if it was true imagery, um, Mark Hamill wouldn't have said a word. Right. He wouldn't have said, it's fake. Like, you know. He probably would have posted it himself. Yeah. Right. It's a little tough still, though, because we still have more characters. Now, the alien behind Finn does not look like an alien that would have any kind of feature. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, it also looks and, like an alien from Men in Black. That too. And, and the other bit to that is that's what makes me think that we're being trolled with a fake image is because right. Right. that's to be like, oh, you're getting a Jar Jar in this one. Oh, and that's no, terrifying. we're not yeah. getting a freaking Jar Jar. No, we're not. They didn't, right. We didn't come this far without a Jar Jar just to have one sprung on us. Mm-mm. There's a part of me that hates the idea of having a new robot in addition to bb8 as well because there's another one down there that you can see and i hate the idea of that because we have gotten next to no r2 in this trilogy mm. which is like okay i guess but like i mean the story is obviously not about r2 right. the story is about bb8 if anything right and this clever new droid well it's actually the whole story is about r2 and his family and the way they screw up the universe. Yeah, basically. Yeah. He's supposed to be like the Shaman teller scripture guy. I mean, George Lucas confirmed this. So, I mean, that's still really cool. Mm-hmm. Canon. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Some I think some of it's real, some of it's not at the end of the day. Um, I like the imagery of the, the starships on the back right. But, yeah, no, this could be. Now, here's the biggest thing for me. As someone who does Photoshop, um, A, I really hope this is real. Even if it's not, they made this from rumors that already stood from good sources so even if what we're looking at isn't 100 percent true we're there's still a good chance we're going to see a lot of this um kind of imagery at the very least the biggest thing is someone who photoshops i can tell you that that crossbow that c3po is holding does not look like he's holding it that no that looks so photoshopped he's holding the end of the stock his he hand is. isn't even wait that's 3po i didn't recognize him without the red arm <laughs> see there you go which Boom. is his right arm it actually does look a little red but <laughs> i digress it's underneath but that being said the the strap that it just looks like a stock c3po picture and he mm-hmm. has that crossbow also not that big <laughs> it looks massive so uh well chewy is much bigger than 3po yeah so yeah that too i mean to mm-hmm. scale that could be i don't know i think with the red troopers that that's just somebody getting overzealous with the red light from the lightsaber. Now, that's the tough part is because the the red stormtroopers are actually the most likely serious thing because of the shape of their eyes. 
they look very Mandalorian-ish. Um, and the way that, so you notice the white stormtroopers above how they have like an open shape. These ones have very acute eye visors to make them look a lot more threatening. Mm-hmm. These images were on um, production gear that the crew got. Right. So when the crew said, okay, we're all done and look at this hat I got, look at the shirt I got. And those images are the eye shapes, the acute eye visors. Mm-hmm. So this could be the most likely, like, even if it's not real, it's Photoshop. That's something we're really likely to see. But most importantly, when we were looking this stuff up, I found out that we might get a title and a teaser April 12th. Hmm. That is in 10 days. All right. So, Excellent. Popular Excellent. theory. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I was going to touch on the, shape of the visors there but the red, touch me. Like, the red tinge is just kind of it looks like somebody went a little crazy with the glow from the lightsaber when they were retouching this now the guy in the front here he looks like a captain just in the color and shape of his armor uh-huh. and his helmet and everything mm-hmm. this is a tactical captain mm-hmm. the two guys on e- on his shoulder on either side of his helmet there they look like Imperial Guard yeah. from here. Yeah. They are far more red oh, than thank everybody you. else. Thank you for making that point. Yeah, there's no way they're a third division because that is Imperial Guard color. Straight so, up. Which is really cool. So, and, and who knows? Ky- <laughs> the, this one might be Kylo trying to resurrect an empire. And I think General Hux is going to have no choice but to obey because Agreed. the guy is a Agreed. little bitch and he will follow whoever is strongest. Agreed. And now Kylo doesn't have a leash of any sort, which uh-huh. is just interesting because they're both him and Hux are kind of inept yeah. idiots. Yeah. So like having and the galaxy in these two idiots hands is interesting i've said it before and i'll say it again the most fulfilling part of the the way they're going with this trilogy is that you've got kylo ren what the situation is if you were to compare to before people like oh we killed snoke we don't even know who is it a little frustrating not to know anything about snoke a little bit but what actually happened here was the the same thing as if Darth Vader killed the Emperor in Empire Strikes Back and took over the universe. We get to see, so, like, basically Darth Vader going full ham mm-hmm. on the universe, which is honestly a lot scarier than the Empire, who's like, I won't control. And Darth Vader, who says, I'll kill anyone. Try me. That's why That's why I loved, <laughs> I loved Snoke dying. I don't even care about his backstory. I really, I could care less. He's Darth Plagueis, don't worry. <laughs> I don't care. Have you um, heard of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> But that's why I enjoyed it because yeah. it's it's because we're like, yeah, this is going to be the big bad of the three movies. And, mm-hmm. you know, the last movie we're going to defeat him. And mm-hmm. like I, I loved that subversion. Yeah. Jokes of that on trope. you. Yeah. And, and then Ben Skywalker was Ben Solo was suddenly a threat. Yeah. Yes. Now, one cl- quick Congratulations. observation. You have to fight a petulant child with mind powers. We have got some video games to talk about, so we're going to um, g- get through the rest of this as quickly as possible. But I love that you brought up that this looks like an Imperial Guard. All the red garb mm-hmm. on these stormtroopers. Now, this is supposed to be like several years in the future. There's supposed to be a decent time gap. If there's any way that Ray was able to bring up a Jedi army, could we be looking at a throne room style fight scene, but except it's war style where we get tons of force users grabbing up lightsabers and going melee combat against Imperial garb, uh, stormtroopers. 
that would be, no matter how dorky or how far of a stretch that is, that is very fulfilling of an idea. <laughs> and they definitely open the door when they let that little boy grab the, the broom with the force. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. So It's almost like the, the force awakened or something. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have the Knights of Ren and we're going to have the Days of Ray. <laughs> it's just <laughs> clash on the battlefield. It's true. I'm ready. It's I'm true. Ready. Holy crap. Stranger Things 3. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm I did so not think, stoked. I did not think I could get any more excited for this. <laughs> Dustin remains my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> right. That Dustin? kid's awesome. You mean yes. Oh, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, I st- Wait, I will- do, you, do you mean Dustin? I meant Steve. I might mean Dustin. You said Dustin. I meant Steve when you said Dustin. Yeah. Although, yes, Steve, <laughs> Steve is the best mom ever. Yeah, no, he is. He is. Uh, I loved after season two, somebody redid the Adventures in Babysitting cover with mm-hmm. Steve and the kids. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, so good and what like right. it's so funny because he's kind of like a, a a jerk in the first season you're like oh, oh he he's totally a like a bully oh, yeah. character mm-hmm. and then he's straight up like older brother goonies character in season two how what clever like character development now we're getting into this third season where she's well and even what did she say after they do the handshake and he's like bleeding out and like he's like eh, like what is i don't remember i don't remember either i'm gonna have to rewatch those two. Oh my gosh um but I I even like, like four how, times still can't remember yes. what you said sorry oh no you're good but the like even max's older mm-hmm. brother also kind of a jerk getting more yes. time in the limelight mm-hmm. in this one as well i paused and started and paused and started the crap out of that trailer because of all of the split shots and there's definitely a shot of uh not noah but what's um 11's boyfriend the main character boy mike mike thank you um mike's mom is definitely giving someone eyes in that trailer we all know who <laughs> and it she's is. done up i really hope it's max's older brother i really hope <laughs> they need to expand on that that is hilarious that was so funny <laughs> now do you guys think that uh for us to actually get invested in the show kind of in the same way like that game of thrones kind of does to make uh, true moments do you think that all the main characters are safe this season Sean Ashton, they can write in as many Sean Ashtons as they want. We all knew he was a goner by the end of the season unless they decided to kill off a, like, you know, extremely main character of some kind. Do you guys think that any of our main cast is in serious danger? No. No. I think they'll bring in Ralph Macchio and kill him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah, but just because of the, the inspiration for this entire series, I really just don't think that'll happen. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, anything could happen, but I think just because these are all like self-contained seasons yeah. and they're like sequels yeah. to seasons mm-hmm. and with similar themes, uh, you know, I don't know. It, anything's possible, but I don't think so. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be kind of a feel good thing. The, yeah. the extras die, not the main characters. Exactly. I could see just one of the central characters not making it or this could potentially be an empire strikes back situation um where everything feels good i mean you know when we talk about like empire strikes back when they're on cloud city cloud city is beautiful 
Like it is like literally the image of heaven. And then they they're like, yeah, oh man, this is going great. All oh, you want to go to dinner? Yeah, let's go to dinner. They walk in. Darth Vader is standing at the end of the table, <laughs> and it's it so is like rude. a super betrayal, right? Yeah. It's so rude. I, I mean, wonder- he makes this like delicious meal for them, and they just shoot him on sight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Boba Fett's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we got God, I love Star Wars robot chicken. I mean, yes. even yeah. that, exactly. that actually showed that meal going on. And, uh, and Vader's I mean, like with the glass, like that. Uh, uh, then a stormtrooper comes in, brings in a straw, and he's like, uh, ah, and Han Solo, <laughs> Solo shoots first again. What a jerk! He's like, yeah, Greedo couldn't use the Force. Joke's on you, Han. Sorry, I what forgot what we were talking about. It was just like exactly. So but Stranger Things three for me, yeah, yeah no, as so for, to, to no, and it's it's gonna be really, really, really good. It looks half fun, like things are getting better for them, but it also looks like things are gonna go bad. I think that that mall, Starcourt Mall, there's it's gonna go down. Oh, yeah. It's going oh, down, yeah. Starcourt Mall. You know, overnight. I don't know how or why, but you know, uh, uh, Steve has keys because he works there. So he's manager of uh, Pirates what? Ahoy. Ice cream. What it looked like it? it looked like a hot dog on a stick was, place. <laughs> I don't was, know. No, yeah, that's it's, what I thought too. No, it's definitely ice cream. It might be both too. You know what I mean? Dairy right. Queen serves hot dogs with chips, not it's fries. It's probably yeah. some made up rip off of hot dog on a stick. Yeah, probably. But I digress. Is uh, you wanted to get hype on John Wick three a little bit? <laughs> oh, I didn't watch the trailer the trailer. yet. Trailer. I watched John Wick two this morning to be ready, and boy, was that a cliffhanger <laughs> oh, <laughs> of yeah. a movie. Um, for they didn't like. I don't want to say. Yeah, they left it wide open. It's a lot more of like John Wick Infinity War, (laughs) and now we're getting Endgame in terms of the way that they open the door to a lot of that. Um, (laughs) but and you haven't watched any John Wick. I haven't watched any John John Wick. It's basically, um, an hour and a half of fighting. That's what I've heard. It sounds right up my alley. I just haven't watched it yet. Okay, cool. It's fun because it's it's really relentless and it's not about you know cool moves and taking out guys. It's about John Wick is surrounded by 200 people who want to kill him right now. How is he going to walk out of this room? Everyone knows he's going to walk out of this room. Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, just go watch the first movie. All right. And we've right. talked about it on the show before without oh, basically yeah. repeating uh, a ton of it because we need to start talking about I, video games. I will gush nonstop about John Wick, but... It's true. Talk about there that is a The trailer has a... Well, there's a bit where somebody's asking John Wick, what do you need? And he turns and goes, guns. Lots of guns. Yep. Which is his line from The Matrix. <laughs> So everybody had this collective mm-hmm. nerdgasm. Oh yeah, his, even I had a nerdgasm over yeah. that. His stunt coordinators from The Matrix became directors. Yep. John Wick is the first film. Yep, that yeah. they made. So, I knew that. Um, yeah, no, I watched John Wick two this morning. It was like it was a great, wonderful ride, and uh, I can't talk about it much without going into spoilers. But outside yeah. of that, um, he hasn't broken that. Yeah, pretty much. If. If you see a cast list on a movie and listed there is Ian McShane, go ahead and buy your ticket. Okay. <laughs> you watched Deadwood? Did Not you watch yet. that? I want to. I really want to watch Deadwood. I do too. I hear it's good. I really do. Um, I just want to say it because uh, this might be surprising. Rich, they mm. did put out a teaser for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina season two. Neat. You know when it comes out? When? Friday. 
this Friday. This Friday, they push out these shows. Along with Shazam, the best of enemies. Yes, <laughs> Pet Cemetery. Dumbo came out last week. Two other bother. stinking movies. And yeah, no, it's too much. It's too much to take in right now. But you know, Friday is my birthday. Nice. I'm going to spend the entire day at the theater. Yep. So uh, that's it. Sounds like a good birthday to that's, me. That's like the best birthday ever. Yeah, they just the cool thing about Netflix shows is that they're good. They like you don't have to wait a long time for them to put those. You really out. don't. It's mm-hmm. not a year. They're real quick, like so, uh, yeah. including Umbrella Academy season two, which just got greenlit, is about yes. to start shooting in May. Yep. So it's coming good because uh, one season was not enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Game no, we're, on a, we're on a roll. We're talking about everything. We're delving into everything. This is a wonderful episode. We haven't even started on video games yet, Game which starts right now, Joe. All right, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice came out last week. Yes, it did. We've both been playing it. Yes, we You've have. been playing it way more than me, though. I have. I gave up at about my third mini-boss <laughs> and said, I need to take a breather. That's you fair. are way more into Dark Souls than me, though, from software games. Yes. Tell me. Um, Dark Souls is still my favorite from okay. software games. Okay. Um, I was talking a little bit uh, to Rich about this before you got here, but... Um, the more I play it, the more I just think this one isn't for me. Okay. Um, I do enjoy it. I do think it's a great game. Um, but being somebody who was a Tenchu Z fan from mm-hmm. Software's Tenchu game. Okay. Um, I love that game. I yeah. love Dark Souls. But as somebody and who... disclaimer, you can go through Dark Souls in like four hours, three hours yeah. less. You can run that game like the back of your hand. Yeah, you I know can everything. run it in a day. Yep. Um... Uh, but it, I just, I miss like feeling like an adventurer and overcoming problems Yeah, in a clever way that you can do in dark souls. Yeah. Um, like if you pay attention to the mechanics, you can overcome things like there's a, I, like dark souls, anyone can beat dark souls. Not anyone can beat Sekiro. Yeah. That's how um, I feel as I'm going through it too. Like I'm in the last area. I have maybe two bosses to go um and i know who they are uh but i just don't really feel motivated to finish it is where i'm at right now i started and i liked it um but it feels like as opposed to where dark souls is like play it however you want you know, if you want to shoot bows or yeah. magic or uh-huh. swing swords or swing giant There's swords. L- it's, or- it's very RPG-oriented action-adventure as opposed to where Sekiro feels very action-adventure. Yeah. Okay. Um, And, that you know, and it's that same why I don't really like Dark Souls 3 or 2 because mm-hmm. shields started not being as good, so your yeah. only option is to roll and roll and roll and roll and min-max and yeah. back, backstab, backstab, lagstab, yeah. Dark Souls stuff. 3 just turned off poise for whatever reason. Yeah, we meant just, to do it. It. There just is no poise. There was, I was really looking forward to, there's a big thing in the way you kind of like build characters and you have armor and something I was really looking forward to in Dark Souls 3 was that I was going for a straight strength build so that if I was hit, I wouldn't falter at all. That's a thing where if you um, are stronger, you have a better poise and you can't be stunned at all. So I built my character for this and I had maxed out to the point that like a, a, an asteroid shouldn't have made my character budge, but I was still budging. I looked into it. Someone went in and uh, modded it in the code and said poison is turned off turned it on boom it worked it's only turn it only works in the base version of the game when you're in the act of swinging your weapon exactly um 
that's the only time poise works. And, and then the, the designers were like, we meant to do it. It's like, what? Why? It was <laughs> and I'm surprised it was never patched in, but it's one of those things like I have never felt the want to play through Dark Souls 3 ever again. Yeah. But I still, I bought, I bought Dark Souls again on the Switch in October when yeah. it came out. Yep. And I beat it in a did. day. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I don't know. So I don't know. It's, it's definitely not for me. Um, I'll, I'll probably finish Sekiro mm-hmm. out of a sense of obligation, but I don't know if right. I'll play it again. Is that more of like a... because Well, I mean, there's not a lot of replay value when you can't change your character very much. You use the same sword. You get the same tools for your shinobi tool, which is a like robotic arm that is really cool. It just looks like bone, but yeah. it's really cool. You do get some really cool... Um, I don't want to like spoil a whole lot for you, but you get right. some really cool stuff with yeah. that. I have played approximately none of these games. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Well, eventually. If, if I had to pick one for you to play, it would be Dark Souls. It's true. Okay. Well, by the end of the year, we'll shoot the first episode of Get Rich and Die Trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's by the end of the year. We'll get together. We'll do it. Yeah. Don't right. worry. You'll have your first experience. The first one's great. Um, we'll have a lifeline button for you to hit, and it d- d- auto-dials Joe. All right. Be like, help. We'll see what you're going to do here. Is, uh, <laughs> well, you're going to want that Dark Knight sword. That's the only reason Daniel came back is because I got that for him. <laughs> and it's true. I had a rough time starting Dark Souls. And that is a rare <laughs> drop, too. That's not even a guaranteed it drop. Was, so it's a literal luck that I am a From Software fan at all. Now, I'm not as deep into Dark Soul or uh, Sekiro as he is. Like I said, I got to like the second mini boss. There's something about the combat and the finesse and timing of being able to parry attacks that turns me on to this game so much i know i'm going back um i just don't have enough time in my week right now to dedicate time to it and it's a game that i want to dedicate so when i have the time um after doing a lot of uh deep library editing of our show in the next two weeks i'll go back to it and i'll probably just hammer it out and record the gameplay for it as well um which i started doing anyway definitely but getting getting good at this game does feel great. I will admit that. Yeah, pretty much. So I had a moment in the game where I actually uh, went in, and I had died there initially. Um, the, the Generally, if you die and you can make it back to where you died, you can pick up your souls. But if you die before you get there, you lose your souls, and that's how you level up. So if you kill a boss and you get 10,000 and you walk past a bonfire, you're going to feel like an idiot when the next thing kills you. Uh, and then the first soldier walks out and ganks you because you forgot he was there. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then you lose the ten thousand souls you got from killing the last boss. It's and it's, that mechanic is gone in Sekiro. Anyways. It is gone. Yeah, so you straight lose things. You um, lose half of your experience and money mm-hmm. each time you die, unless you get unseen aid, which is a random exactly. chance kind of thing. You got to be a hardcore from software fan to enjoy this game. I feel because the punishment is worse and the combat is harder. Well, and that's a, I think this will bring in people who don't even like the Souls games. That too. Yeah, no, definitely, because it's a lot more straightforward, and that might be what it is to me, is because when I started Dark Souls, I, I went, wow, I can literally go in four different directions, and I get my butt kicked in all of them. Like, I feel like <laughs> people who like like character action games would be more into this than they are into Souls. Very much so. Very much so. Um, ultimately, when I went into the game, I went back to a place that I died, and I found a new area to approach from. So I grappled with the, the shinobi tool to a branch. I was looking down. I was able to dive and do a, a stun kill 
on um, the first guy. The next guy came at me, but these lackeys, uh, you don't have to do a lot to get your kill shot on them. The way this game works is a lot more in line with uh, the code of Bushido, which is going for the kill. You, you, when you know, there's a reason samurai and ninja combat, like this old school fighting style, is so revered, is because you're looking at the way to kill them, yeah. not to fight them, not to wear them down, yeah. but the way to kill them. Ninja don't care about honor; they're just they going not. to win. Exactly. So I wore down the first one instantly with a parry, and that's the cool part about this: is if you can deflect just right, your enemy's dead like that, and that's the rewarding part of combat. And the bosses, once you learn them, they go down in yes less than two minutes, exactly. even though you spent 20 minutes the first time trying. <laughs> yeah. So what I didn't know is after I killed the gunman and the lackey on the other side of the stairs from him on this raised area where I was sniped from before, is that when you're on the stairs, it triggers the dogs on the other side to come at you. And also the lackey that was on the front side of the gate can still see you from there and come at you. So I dodged two dogs and jump over the lackey as he's coming up the stairs at me, and I kill stroke the guy from behind <laughs> as he's coming at me. The two dogs I'm do- I had dodged before come at me, and I swipe and get both of them right before they hit me, and they nice. die in one hit. So it and was you can parry dogs. You can. I didn't even know that. See, and it just gets better and better. So no, the game is is incredibly satisfying. I really like good timing things. I play a lot of arcade games that involve timing. Um, there's uh, timing games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, cool thing in Bioshock Two over the first Bioshock is they made a quicker hacking timer because you can hack vending machines to give you free items or discounts. Um, they made it into a timing uh, oh. node where you have to line it up and hit the button. This is how the combat feels to me in Sekiro. And so it just feels that good. Um, The linear base of it really helps. I get lonely. I just want a friend to play that with. And that's That's the coolest part of Dark Souls. And that's how we're probably going to get you through, is that you're going to be at a boss and you're going to go, okay, turn on my password. Danjo, come help me. (laughs) (laughs) Danjo Unchained. And it feels good. And it feels good. So, hey. Hey, Rich. Hey. You've been playing Arkham City. I have. You're still going. (laughs) Well, still better than the first one, Arkham Asylum. Yes, City's yes, better than Asylum. Not hard yes. to do. Um, I started delving into some of the side missions. Hard not to do <laughs> when Ma- you see that mainly stuff. because I was like, okay, I just got like housed big time. I need to boost something here. Yep. And I was like, it seems like the only way I'm going to boost anything or level up or get upgrades is to do side missions. So I started delving into the side missions, and I was happy I did with the first AR training because it boosts your grapple, so you can like zip into the air and like pretty much Spider-Man through this game. You never have to touch the ground again. Yes. And uh, man, did I have flashbacks to Superman 64 doing that, because <laughs> all the AR training is like, all right, augmented reality training has begun dive through rings and i'm like oh really dc we're gonna dive through rings again you didn't <laughs> learn the first time with the diving through rings but that's oh. fair hey at least you can dive through the rings and get to play the rest of the game let me tell you that <laughs> helped with the rajah ghoul bit yes yeah. because learning those dive learning those yeah. the, learning the how nuances. to guide and mm-hmm. every dive and dip and everything what's the racial ghoul bit i don't remember oh uh, well the premise of the game is that Early on, the Joker is dying because of an infection in his blood. Exactly. And 
when you go and hunt him down, he injects you with his blood mm-hmm. and gives you his toxin. So now you're both in the same boat. Exactly. And you've partnered with Mr. Freeze to try and develop a cure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it turns out the missing component to the cure is a sample of Rajan Ghoul's blood because of the Lazarus pit. Yes. So you have to go hunt down Rajal Ghoul and get a sample of his blood. Which you can't. Because uh, he's dead. Right? right. Exactly. Until he's dunked in the Lazarus pit. And then you're dunked in the Lazarus pit. Yeah, to okay, extend cool. I wasn't you. sure if that happened yet for you. So when you go That's a big the moment la- in that so, game. Yeah. Is when you're hunting Talia and then Raish is like, surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Not dead. <laughs> so then when you dip in the Lazarus pit, you pretty much go into like the fever dream, almost like the scarecrow in the yeah. in Asylum. Yeah. They're so but good you that. have to chase Raish through this wasteland paradise thing, whatever. Yep, yep. yep. But all of it is gliding. You're gliding from one spot to the next, and you have to dive bomb and then pull out of it to get enough lift to get to the next spot. Turns out that the AR training is the perfect training for that mission. Yep, yep. Usually helps. (laughs) Doing the tutorials. So I was like, oh, God, I yeah, hate... Yeah, in The Witcher 3. I hate dipping through rings. I hate dipping through rings. Now I am Lord of the Rings. That's all that matters. Yep. I, lo- I love... Yeah, no, that was a really cool moment to find out that you can maintain mm-hmm. altitude without your mm-hmm. grapple mm-hmm. Yeah. just with your diving and your cape. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. That's a so, pretty sick moment. I am currently at the point where the Joker is cured. Um... I'm still trying to get some of that cure, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's teamed up with Talia. Right. So now she- I'm trying to save Talia, and she's sitting in front of the theater with the Joker amidst a nest of, like, 20 snipers. Great. Do you I remember that part. Do you know um, that in Arkham Knight, the next game, that you uh, can fully drive the Batmobile? Yes, I had heard that. Around the entirety? I had heard that was the only was improvement the- in that game. And, well, that was pretty much the only reason to play that game instead of continuing to play Arkham City. That one's still good for the story. No, the story is still very good. Very, very good in Arkham Knight. Did you play Arkham Knight yet? I did. Okay, I was just curious. See, and as much as I liked the Batmobile, mm-hmm. I thought there was way too much of it. Now, we'll get to that when Rich beats Arkham City and starts Arkham Knight. Excellent. In two months. Skip Arkham Origins. <laughs> I'll probably be done with Arkham City by next week. Yeah, you're getting Excellent. there. And I'm really excited to hear what you think about the end of Arkham yes. City. Yes. You're probably going to call me during the yeah. intro to yeah. the final fight. You're going to be like, call me when you're done. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, I've been playing on top of Sekiro, a couple of games in and out. The fun thing is that you and I both get to kind of talk about this, Joe. We've been playing Final Fantasy games on Switch. We have. I'm playing Final Fantasy IX. Joe is playing Final Fantasy VII. And I got to be honest, I don't think I would be able to play these games without the redos and the added assistance, uh, including um, uh, immediate crit attacks and fast-forwarding of of, uh, the game. So... I'm playing Final Fantasy IX, and it's really, really fun. I really do like it, and I'm definitely going to play the other games. But the biggest thing for me is that when I'm playing these games is that the 
the action takes way too long. I grew up um, playing Banjo-Kazooie, being able to walk up and just like, ur, 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 and, you know, like attacking my enemies. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the What was a double beak punch? I digress. Um, I'm very much more of an action-oriented. This is why Kingdom Hearts was so up my alley, despite being a Final Fantasy game, was because it was action-oriented. Going back, waiting through the timers in combat, Oh my gosh! Makes me want to just just toss my switch out a window. In the config menu, you can turn up all that stuff. Yeah, you can. That wasn't always a feature, though. No, it was not. <laughs> it was not always a feature, but you can pause. And when you do the normal pause, it says you can hit the bumpers for um, uh, all hits to be nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage. Oh wow! <laughs> Kill an early boss like that. Um, I was hitting the wrong bumper and turning on safe travel. So I was walking around. I'm like, why am I not getting attacked at all? Walking into this like boss that you have to fight and getting my butt whooped. I'm like, fine, I'll turn on nine 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 damage. And I turn it on. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I hit the other button. And then I I turn that on for um, the fast forward of battle. And it starts going fast. I'm like, oh, uh, oh, that's why this boss is whooping at me is because I was supposed to level up on my way here, but I couldn't because nothing was attacking me because I had safe travel mode on uh, on the in-between. Yeah. So um, I turned it off, and now I'm finally back into battle. I got to level five in two fights <laughs> with each of my characters. So, like, things are smooth. I'm really excited for this because I'm going to start beating Final Fantasy games. I've always wanted to play them for the story. Haven't been able to because I can't stand the actual gameplay. That's fair. I then love these her. versions are perfect for yeah, you. Yeah. Um, I'll move on to seven next. <laughs> yeah, I would say. How was it on Switch? It's it's uh it's basically the PS4 version. Okay. Um, same thing where there's a speed up button. Um, there mm-hmm. is a no encounter button, and there is a max health, or it's not max health, but full heal, full MP, full limit break button. I can do that too. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's. That's basically it. There is no, there's no max stat button. It's like adding cheats, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't really do the. Uh. I do the speed up, and sometimes I do the no encounter if I'm just like I just need to get to the next save point. Yes. And stop playing for now. Mm-hmm. Um. But the cool thing about the switch is you can suspend it at any time with the right. power button. Like I was showing Rich, I'm like I can stop in the middle of a conversation, and right. it'll just pick up right from there the next time I play. Um. That's pretty much the only feature I could think of that I would use. Yeah. Um, I, I like the times three. Like, it was very nice for, like, when I was getting Yuffie. Because mm-hmm. I just couldn't get that encounter. And right. so having the triple time to just, like, go, 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 go until I finally got that encounter was nice. Because um, that would have easily taken an hour if I didn't have the triple time speed. So. Right. Just little features that help it out. Um, especially, like, if you've played it a bunch before. Um it's nice to just be able to like zoom through things. Yeah, it's true. Would you have liked that for Final Fantasy X, Rich? Mm, no, no. Oh, I would it make you buy ten again? If it, I'm was... gonna buy ten again regardless. Okay, cool. Because it's coming April 16th, I mean, and you can speed it up. I got the remaster for the PS4. Imagine so. instead of like two hundred hours, it's one hundred hours. It's one hundred percent everything. But, <laughs> but even, I digress. But even I don't speed it up all the time either mm-hmm. because of the way the timers work. Like you can just be getting hailed by enemies because you're not moving through that is, very fast. That like, is, a, I agree. That could be an so issue in the know. battles. I still mostly. Unless I'm farming, that's basically the only time I turn on the triple speed. Cool, which is going to make grinding a lot better. Mm-hmm. I used to play Final Fantasy twelve. I started and tried Final Fantasy twelve twice um, before I really had the patience for grinding. 
So I would go in and I would get to a fire, not beholder, but it was like a bomb. That's just mm-hmm. what they're called, right? Fire yeah. bombs. Bombos. <coughs> and I would be going through a jungle in Final Fantasy twelve. And then there would be this boss that not I couldn't beat for the life of me. I went through a forty hour gameplay twice and then just eventually gave up instead of like going back and grinding a little bit. <laughs> so now You really adopted the grinding. I was born of it. I was born in it, <laughs> molded so by it. And so I went back and I... Uh, <laughs> so now I can just go back and do that. So I'm looking forward to actually beating the Final Fantasies. Finally, like, being inside, you know, the conversation when people are talking about the stories. So we were playing uh, uh, Bloodborne with a friend named Rooster, uh, Austin Gasco. We're talking about you on the show. Huh? There you Ooh. are. You're here now. And uh, he made his Bloodborne character to look like someone from Final Fantasy IX. Yep. Joe noticed. Yeah. And Joe was like, does he look like that? And Rizzer was like, oh, how did you notice? And this was in the first five minutes. And then they were, you know, just as good of friends as we are now. And that's the best part about this stuff, about why we do the show and yes. making friends. because Yes, how did you know? Oh, we're See, friends now. Friends I, forever. I came up on the original Final Fantasy on the Nintendo. I remember that's the first one I played too. Which one? Knights of Grey. Final Fantasy. The Nine? first Final, Final Fantasy. Very first. I played it on uh, Game Boy Advance. Nice. The Advance yeah, version fun. is pretty good, but <laughs> I, I played the NES version. Mm-hmm. I played it on NES, and then when it came out on PlayStation, I played it there. And then when it came out on PSP, I played it there. Nope. I love the first Final Fantasy. Very nice. It got me in the swing of a turn-based combat for Final Fantasy, which turned me off to Final Fantasy 7 and 8 because they were real-time combat where it comes up to your turn, and if you're not fast enough, you will get skipped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas Final Fantasy, I would be in the middle of a grind and I would just fall asleep, and I would wake up and and still be in that that battle. It's waiting on me to decide my turn. Oh, okay. Makes more sense. And... Final Fantasy X was the same way. So I was just like, yes, I'm home again. You know, it's like they it's like they took what I wanted and made this. That, that is good. a good thing about these remakes is you can turn on wait timers. Yeah. So it will wait for you. Um, it won't skip too. you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they like the enemies will still attack you, but it won't skip your turn. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't realize it was skipping my turn on fast forward. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. When I first started playing 7, I was like, okay, I got to pick. And I was like, he hit me. I, I'm still deciding what I... He hit me again! <laughs> Stop <laughs> hitting me! I'm, fight! <laughs> I mean, it's a good way to, like, you know, to, to force gamer reaction, because that's the biggest thing in game design, is, like, finding out how you're going to react to something. But when you don't have... Uh, infinity to find out what you're going to do mm-hmm. then that really spurs you into making a new decision maybe thinking about it while they're coming at you right you know but no i get that and that's cra- it's crazy and it's weird yeah. i can't wait to play 10 and tell tell you about it <laughs> 10 and 10 too yeah. oh no i enjoyed the grind of it and everything i i'm at the point now in my game in 10 on the ps3 i think i was playing yeah. on yeah 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 i'm maxing the sphere grid Oh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, more power to you. That yes. is a that is a grind right there. Yes, it if is. I've ever seen one. I I can routinely take down the special bosses made in the uh, monster catcher arena. That's how I'm doing it. 
Ooh. is that I you have to take these bosses on and just keep slaughtering them. And occasionally they'll drop what you need. Maybe every seventh battle. I know Maybe. who I'm calling when I'm playing the game. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, I was I was molded by the by the grind. Seriously. <laughs> so, you know. That that was it. I remember floating around before I even got the airship just being like, I'm not at the level yet. You also didn't have the kind of games we have now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Growing up. <Yep. laughs> so uh moving on. We talked about Stadia a little bit last week, Google Stadia. There, uh, We all kind of came to the consensus that Google Stadia is a wonderful idea in the land of imagination. There's cool things to say about it um, and things we're excited about. Myself, for instance, uh, the idea of being able to develop in a unlimited space of technology where um, if we were to pop in Borderlands 2 right now and try to play four-player split-screen, we would see performance issues because there's only so much in that game that can render real-time as opposed to if you had millions of 10.7 teraflop GPUs behind it, you could put 60 players on screen and still see details for miles without uh, a moment of flinching until your internet goes down for two seconds and everyone freezes. Right. <laughs> right. It's this wonderful land locked behind this wall of time. It takes time to reach these things. Yeah. I think there, I, I do earnestly believe that streaming is the future of gaming. I just, I think they're trying to push for it too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, even just watching John Wick 2 this morning to be ready and catch up, I put it on HDX, and I'm just kind of like, I can still see blurred lines. If y'all can't stream me a, you know, a Blu-ray quality movie, how are you supposed to do it with a game that I'm reacting to? Now, I'm sure it's coming leagues above when I tried to play a little bit of Uncharted on PS Now seven, eight years ago, right. where I took a step, and a half a second later I was taking a step in the game, and I was like, whoa not no (laughs) no yeah not really happening yet yeah we were looking in it and we were talking about it the next thing that sucks is who has the fastest internet comcast yep who charges you an extra fifty dollars so you can have unlimited data (laughs) comcast comcast everybody exactly well not everybody it's not everybody comcast does that very specifically to their own but they have the fastest internet Mm mm-hmm and Americans are really getting screwed yeah. in this yeah. deal as well. It's very, yeah, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, in China and other state, like mm-hmm. other other countries, they have like amazing fast internet, don't they? they? Do. Korea is yeah. spectacular. Yeah. And, it's like yeah. and I mean, they everywhere. do have to pay for ISPs. They have to pay for bandwidth. You know, they have mm-hmm. to pay those things. But it winds up being like 6 70 a person, yeah. like less than 10 bucks a month. Which is what they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's cool and that's better. And in America, they just convince us that it's this ungodly expensive thing to do. <laughs> Therefore, we have to charge you an extra 50 for unlimited. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Capitalism at its best. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, 500 bucks for a life-saving EpiPen? Yeah. Thank you, capitalism. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Next time on my Daniel that. Met Rich. Oh, yeah. Did not you to... guys hear that FTC <laughs> ruling today? No. No. On net neutrality? Oh. Um. Your ISPs can throttle you, block you, screw you, do whatever they want, as long as they admit they're doing it. That's what they decided. Wonderful. Wonderful. 
Ah, so they're attempting the free market approach. Yes. Well, that's how those things work. Before we get stuck on that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is going to work for it. It, it kind of put it into perspective All those for presentations me. For nothing. Um, yeah. who? Uh, it kind of put it into perspective for me. I don't think Stadia is going to completely fail out the gate. I just think it's going to be for a special um market of people. I was thinking about it along with watching John Wick two in seven twenty blurry, practically four eighty at some times today and I have CenturyLink I do not have Comcast so it was it, as to be expected not as the best internet as right. it could be and um, it made me think of uh, my mom who could pop in a DVD and watch it and not tell the difference my dad finds out the next Gran Turismo is on stadium he could pick up his controller and go He's not going to care about how it looks. He's not going to notice a half second of lag. There are so many people who play games on TVs without turning on game mode and they have motion blur and don't even realize it. Yeah. There's a market for it for the same reason that people play a lot of games on this now. Non-gamers playing nothing but games on these. Yep. It's there. It's kind of there. Yeah. Um, not for people like us in this room. Though. And that's the thing is they're <laughs> they're really trying to tap into that market of people that just play on their phones yeah. there because that's much bigger than the quote unquote hard gamers that's so true so hey i'll go full stadia when i move in next door to google with a fiber line <laughs> yeah well no, directly my into my house it, if yeah. it did work out like that like they p- say and they plan and everything the possibilities are spectacular mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know joe and i were kind of talking about it before you guys got here um not just on the game preservation, but on region locking. Ooh, there you go. Because uh, a guy was talking to me at work, and he was like, hey, man, do you know how I can get Dead or Alive 3 on the Switch? And I was like, well, typically, when I want to play something on my Switch, I go to GameStop and buy the game. <laughs> so that would be my suggestion for how to do that. He goes, no, it's only in Japan. Oh. And I was like, I think there's a mod you have to do to get rid of the region locking. I'm not 100%. You might want to Google that. And he was like, Man, and I was like, it's weird how racist our technology is. It's so so very true. It's weird that a guy wants to play Dead or Alive. We know what you're playing it for. Just find a video on YouTube. Can't touch yourself when you're holding a Switch. No, no. See, he's playing. He's already playing it on um, Xbox or whatever it's available. Oh, okay. On, but gotcha. he wants it on his Switch. On his Switch. So he can play it in a car i don't know why you would want to play do that it at work public space uh even then well a lot of people get to do well, it is work. it is just dead or alive not <laughs> beach volleyball so. okay also true also very true uh <laughs> rich did you know there is a golem video game in the works coming 2021 by daedric games mm, you're not getting my cash <laughs> i just want to do it in vr and then just like have someone feed me a raw fish <laughs> I just want full immersion, okay? I'm going to come in in just a loincloth. I'm going to starve go myself. Go get sushi in a loincloth. I'm going to starve myself and like... Where are you reading me? I'm, <laughs> pretend you're invisible. Just jump on the bar. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, if we can raise... Here's a deal. If we can raise a decent amount of money for this on a Kickstarter, I will go full immersion for Gollum, okay? Here's how. I'm going to uh, nair the crap out of my hair. All right, you know there's going to be some strands left over. All right. <laughs> I will stop going to the dentist tomorrow. I got a root canal a couple days ago. It needs a crown. I won't do the crown, okay? I just won't. <laughs> I'll let my teeth rot. <laughs> you guys put that VR cap on me, and I'll 
put a ring around my neck, oh. put a raw fish in my mouth, and I will starve myself and wear nothing but a loincloth. <laughs> Leave me alone in this room, splash water on me on occasion, <laughs> and I will play Gollum in real life. <laughs> I could do this before the game came down. <laughs> Just saying. You can do this on a weekend if you want. <laughs> okay. No, it's cool. All right, I'll do Golem myself. They said it's supposed to be kind of like a stealth action adventure game, which I could be into. I don't know where they would go with it, really, unless it's just kind of like Golem's side quest. It could be like Shadows of the Empire. Where? Shadows of the Empire. It's an in-between cool mm. of The Hobbit, and you know you get to see things play out from the edges. I mean, unless you get to see his degradation till he goes into the mountain. Hit Y for ha- hairball. <laughs> Do it on command. Uh, maybe just all the decisions you make, when, you know, putting on the ring, taking off the ring, however long you oh, wear that it, build makes up a, you yeah, weaker be. yet more. See, so you have to survive till the end of the game. It's possible. I, I, I'll i have to see more. Right. I'm proud, like, not They would have right to have now. a really, really good pitch on this for WB Games to allow them to do it. You know, so you would think that it's really it's a clever aspect. However, they're going to do it. I mean, that's fair. But WB also sold their souls for Shadow War. Yeah, so ain't that the truth ain't that the truth. Yeah, <laughs> they tried to buy our souls mm. with all that. or hey, make tr- us buy our own souls. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Gearbox Software had a PAX mm-hmm. announcement uh, panel thing where they talked about a lot of games, a lot of games. Me. One of them is Risk of Rain 2, which Eric is really excited about. Why is that, Eric? Um, well, it's a game that's awesome. Here, I've mm-hmm. got a picture for you guys. Here's the original. Um, so it's good Can old, everyone see this? Good old 2D um, roguelike platformer. Mm-hmm. Is your mic unmuted too? Mm-hmm. Yep. You have a lot of things to do over there. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. No, it's all good. Continue. It's all good. Drink. Um, so it's just your you know basic roguelike, but it's really fun and... The longer you take to do things, uh, the harder the difficulty gets. That's actually how the difficulty works in this. Um, and so the new one, Mr. Rain 2, is in full 3D. Wow. That looks not. Oh, geez. We just went from Final Fantasy to Final Fantasy 7. That's exciting. <laughs> now, it says Mercenary Engineer. Are those other players? Yes, yep. It's, is it uh, supposed it's to be like an. Like MMO multiplayer or like no, Destiny up to, multiplayer? Up to four. Okay, okay. And this actually got released on early access Steam as soon as they uh, announced it. Yes. There. Is it still like roguelite? Yep, yep. It, nice. it has all the same features. Of course, you new items, whatever, but it, it's it's the same concept of the roguelike. Uh, if, you, you know, if you die, you start all over, and it's basically the same thing, but just just beautiful 3D. I'm excellent. Already in on this. I'm not seeing a lot of that. clouds. So what's the risk of rain? Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa! Thank you. Answer the question, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play not. this with you for sure. I like that there's different classes too. It looks like there's like different roles to fulfill, which is really interesting. Yep, for sure. Is it only on Steam? I think yeah. As of right now, yeah. Probably. Okay. We'll play on. You have a gaming PC, right, Eric? Yep. Let's do this and talk about it next week or in two weeks as we go along. Another thing that they talked about was Bulletstorm getting, uh, not exported, but what is the word? Ported to Switch. Bulletstorm, we played that 
we almost we played a decade that ago for the Gears of War three <laughs> beta. <laughs> yes, we did. So we bought Bulletstorm. So People Can Fly was um, a private studio that game development studio that Epic was re- <clears throat> really interested in. <coughs> Dry voice. Do you need more water? Yes. Nice your water. Thank you. You get more water. I'm just coughing now. I'm losing my voice. Literally talking too much. Talk about Bulletstorm. Um, <coughs> you know, I think it's a fun game. The, it out. the arcade influences are just really fun. The fact that you can kill dudes and get points based on how you killed them. Like if you kicked them into a cactus <laughs> or if you shot a grenade up their butt before you kicked them into a cactus. Like you get you, style points. You get style game. points for that. Um, okay. It's, it's a whole, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. They, they, add a bunch of abilities that are just to streamline you kicking butt. Awesome. Also, that like game is vulgar as shit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's definitely like... Me. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I said shit. <laughs> and now it's twice. <laughs> it made me think of Bone Storm. And that's a Simpsons reference. So, yeah, No, that's the, not too far off. It was the game mm-hmm. that Bart stole. It was really funny in the way that the Could main I character. Thrill ho. No, you do play as a static character, unfortunately. Uh, the main character has anger issues as well. Yes, as you're going through the game. So at one point, you're in the in the same room as a gigantic bomb, and the guy on your earpiece is like, "You need to get out of there." So you start climbing into a vent, and you climb in the vent, and he's like, "Okay, take a left here," and you come out, and you're in the same room. <laughs> You're like, oh, crap. He's like, this isn't working. Okay, fine. He's like, okay, go on this vent. Take a right. Take another right. Take a left. Up. Mm-hmm. Down. Left. Right. And he pops out. Same room. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, son of a... And he beep, 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 <laughs> nice. beep, beep. Just cussing, and he's like super mad. It makes me wonder, generally, when they're porting a game this much, they're working on a sequel. That'd be my assumption. It was a cliffhanger, too, that bullet storm. Because they remastered it, nice. which I have on PlayStation, by the way. I which is that. probably why I won't get this on Switch. Yeah, but. same, same. And also, I just don't like, on the I don't like the Joy-Con oh, thumbsticks. Uh, yeah. They're really hard to use. Um, So, I don't know. But they'll probably add motion controls, just knowing them, which yeah. do feel great in exactly. that defense. Exactly. But the real reason why you brought up Gearbox. I know. I'm just making everyone wait for this. Mm. Borderlands 3 got officially announced, finally, and then accidentally uh, tweeted a release date of September 13th. Uh, When IGN and Kotaku reached out to confirm this, Gearbox texted them back, like sent them back a picture of a psycho shrugging (laughs) with his hands in the air. Nice. They're like, can you confirm September 13th? But it sounds in line. They've been developing the game for five years now. Okay. So it's probably, you know, probably there. The art style itself is not, it's cell shaded. So while it might be a little bit more defined, it's only the edges. (laughs) That's it. So I'm kind of wondering about that. I was going to ask you, is the mm-hmm. is the art style the same? Yeah. It is largely the same. Not from the original iteration. Do you still have those thick matte lines? Yes. Mm-hmm. I might be able to handle Borderlands. Oh. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I'm going to give it a try. But Good. And that is the only game that I've ever played in my life that gives me vertigo. 
though. Really? Yeah. So it might be 10 times worse for me. It might be. You don't take falling damage. You don't take falling damage. So we would jump off of cliffs and it would give me vertigo. Um, High, high, tall cliffs. All right. So it's also one of the funniest games I've ever played. It is really fun. Basically, it's Diablo. Rest in peace. Yeah, basically. (laughs) It's basically Diablo meets Mad Max in first person. Okay. Lots of wide open areas. Good. Maybe not so much in pre-sequel. Um, pre-sequel, you go through a lot of moon I never even played stuff. that one, so. Um, which is As long fine. as there's not a lot of hallways and whatnot. Um, there I'm might be here in and Borderlands there, 1 and But two. you'll never play in them for more than 40 minutes. Easy. So, it okay. depends and we'll get there, but um, we'll undoubtedly do some kind of let's play. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, I'll tell you the vents in Arkham Asylum got me there fast. Oh, I do I have like a few trepidations about it though, you and they haven't said anything, but they haven't denied anything either. Do tell, ready. There is the rumor, and especially the creator has been an ad, ad avid supporter of the Epic Games Store. There is a rumor that it will be a timed exclusive on the Epic Games Store. Which doesn't mean that it won't come out for consoles at the same time it does come out on the Epic Games Store. But that does kind of suck. That just sucks the way that Epic is doing that right now. Um, My second thing is Take-Two and Gearbox, not exactly known for being uh, uh, stingy about microtransactions. So I am a little worried. Granted, this is Borderlands. They have made so much money off this franchise before. I don't think they would destroy Mm -hmm. their game like that. By putting in microtransactions, yeah. but I also wouldn't put it past them. I could um, see. Well, they like to do those golden keys, right? That open yes. loot chests and stuff. They had that where you can, like, for instance, um, they announced a new card game, which looks a lot like uh, Cards Against Humanity. No, Exploding Kittens, but it's a Tiny Tina's card game. Oh, okay. You pop it open, and the CEO was like, "Also, if you look inside of the lid, shift code for a golden key, which you can pop into the actual game to get some loot." Hmm. Looks pretty so, cool. That kind of this, those are my only two trepidations. Is I don't know the extent that they're going to monetize this game, and that makes me nervous. Right. Um. But if it's just the same monetization as the mm-hmm. last one, where you could buy golden keys, right? I just or, never will and enjoy the game. You know, so. a season pass is coming. Potentially a, f- a fifth playable character as soon as they release like the Mechromancer from the first game. Which let's actually talk about classes for a second. Um. On Borderlands three as well as Worlds. Plural worlds you used to only be able to travel on Pandora, um, but a big uh, complaint slash request was that you get to go to new planets because y- people are from different planets on this. People go from planet to planet to planet, and they talk about it forever in this series. It looks like you're actually going new places now, which is amazing. Great for a change of scenery. Um, the classes themselves look half unoriginal half really cool and new one of them being potentially a beast master who can tame skags which are basically like uh, uh, uh venus flytrap faced dogs <laughs> mangy mangy dogs rack which are flying bats and then um potentially a bully mong um from snippets and then a newer version of the Mechromancer, which was a girl named Gage who could summon a giant death trap instead of a clap trap. It was a death trap. Okay. To go and uh, destroy for her. It looks like it's a literal mech that gets summoned and someone can ride in it. I'm down. And then the other two classes were just your basic siren, 
which you've already said that's who you're playing as. Yeah, I I on I've replayed both solo and uh-huh. Siren is by far like the most fun I have with right? it. So I'm just going to start with Siren f- this when time. When we played the first Borderlands together, you played the Siren when we finally beat it. No, I was uh No, Hunter Mordecai. I was Mordecai. Was I Roland or Brick? You were Brick. I was Brick. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then we went through on a second playthrough. I was playing the crap out of Roland because I could cauterize. It was an ability on my skill tree where if I shot my teammate, heals them. Nice. Cauterize. Cool things like that. You get old old school skill trees. Okay. Which that are really completely nice. changed the way you play like Diablo. Okay. Completely. So you can have one that's an elemental pathway. You can have one that's um, uh, all about explosives. You can have one that's all about melee damage. So each of us could play the same character and potentially play a different way. Okay. So it's it's going to be really fun for that reason. And then there was a the fourth character looked like he could face just like zero. Didn't look that interesting or fun. I hope I hope there's some really cool, you know, like changes to those characters and stuff like that and the classes and the way they work. We are getting more details about that um this month too as well, April 10th I thought or 13th. They're going to release more details and we're going to be getting a lot more details of that game is coming out by September 13th, which it's reported it is coming out because they they reported that their earnings for the fiscal year are going to be massive, which means a new AAA game. Unless they release Bioshock 3 by the end of the year and not Borderlands 3, it won't happen. They're reportedly working on a new Bioshock, by the way. Neat. That's why I'm most excited for Borderlands 3. Get that out of the way. Let's get Bioshock. I'm ready for Bioshock. Put Bioshock out. Bioshock I have a series 3. of questions. I'm ready. So the, you mentioned the Psycho. Is that the guy on the cover? Yes. Okay. So in Borderlands, he growth, growth, he's like this. Yeah. And in Borderlands 2, he's like this. Yeah. Are we going to see a Psycho boner? <laughs> it's possible. I no, they'll be mutants. They'll be mutants. Mm. So he'll grow yeah. a third arm. All right. This takes place on Pandora. Yes. So you run around shooting twelve foot Smurfs that fuck with ponytails. I wish. <laughs> uh, he said the f word, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he said the sex word. Perfect. <laughs> I just had to get that off my chest. I was like Pandora and Skags. Uh, 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 I just uh, say we find a chance to kick it in here, do some four-player split screen, and play the crap out of some Borderlands too, just to break you in. Take your oh, Borderlands. I'm, I'm contemplating jumping to the Handsome Collection, which I've borrowed from Cody. And yeah, I'll jump into that after I finish I Arkham you, a City. We borrowed it from Cody. It's sitting up there on the shelf. There might actually be dust on it. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, I grabbed all the... I didn't want to lose anything, so I put all those yeah. on the shelf over there. So Right. I kind of tidied up in here. Let's make it a challenge. Cody, can you watch all the movies by the time that Rich finishes the Handsome Collection? Actually, just Borderlands 2. No one has to play pre-sequel. Everyone wants to play Claptrap. Claptrap is just too much of a wild card. It's not worth, but it's funny because when he does, he has a new ultimate every time you turn him on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and sometimes it's useful, sometimes it's not. But sometimes he's a wizard when he turns on his ultimate ability, and he looks like Gandalf. Eventually, I will get to the point in Borderlands where this doesn't sound like Portuguese to me. Yeah. It's true. Well, thank you guys for joining us. That's all we've got for today. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. And I'm Joe. Tune in next time and again in a week for when Daniel met Rich. Thank you. 12 Foot Smurfs. It was such a good episode. It was so chalk cram full of crap. I lost my voice. Me too. I might have to poo. No, poo then. I'll poo. Hit the stop button, Eric. <laughs>